0: the classic metal show is now on roku that's right everybody if you're a fan of the classic metal show and you have a roku we have a channel for you just go to your channel search and search for the classic metal show all the videos are uploaded so that you get every single episode of the show so check it out the classic metal show now on roku
1: see eric ferentino's uh collaboration there with uh all that i want and uh all that we want chris is our good friend eric Ferentinos to be uh healthy and well and uh, welcome back to the show there eric glad to see you i'm so I'm glad, so to- glad to- yes. well eric uh wh- what kind of a mic are you using are you using like your computer mic or something <laughs>
2: My um my iPhone, can you hear it? Yeah, yeah, you
1: gotta be a little closer though. Okay,
2: we can do that. We can
1: do that. All right, perfect. Well, Eric, you suffered a you suffered a health scare last week. Um, you know, Chris Chris uh, called me or text me and goes, Did you hear what happened to Eric? I was just like, No, what what happened? He goes, He had a heart attack. It's like, holy shit. I had a heart attack. <laughs> but i know by now exactly um,
2: yeah that was some scary shit um i honestly I, I still can't believe that i had one really i mean it wasn't like a catastrophic um sanford and son or something I'm Uh <laughs> wasn't quite like that it was uh you know we had played our gig we were in uh pinkerton pickerington ohio for this uh pick a Palooza <laughs> thing that we were headlining. Um, everything seemed like a good gig. Uh, I got off stage. Uh, I had to get my cables together and whatnot. My blood pressure was a little high. There was some people, uh, yelling my name and I was kind of busy. I was kind of getting a little annoyed cause I was trying to get my stuff packed up. So that kind of got me going my blood pressure a little bit. And then I headed back to our trailer that we had. And uh, Johnny Monaco, our new uh, guitarist, uh, was there. He was talking to me about the show really quick. And I was like, yeah, no, you sounded good, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I think I need to go sit down, you know, because I started feeling a little bit of a pressure in my chest. And I was, like, having trouble basically just coming off the show, just, like, catching my breath or what have you. And it just didn't get any better. So, like, as I got into the RV, uh, Jerry uh, and Scott, our drummer, were there. And I was telling them I wasn't feeling so good. You know, get me some water. Uh, at one point, they're like, "Should we get a medic?" And I'm like, ah, "I didn't think I was that bad." You know what I mean? I I was I said, "Yeah, I get one just so maybe I'm dehydrated or something like that." Uh, well, it turns out the the event had sent the medics home like an hour early, so it took a while to even get them there. And as time went on, I was like, "Okay, something's definitely not right." Then they finally got uh, a cop to call nine one one or something, and they did get uh, an ambulance over. I told them I didn't want to go to the hospital. Uh, they go, "Okay, we got to run a few tests real quick." And when they did the secondary uh, test, they're like, "You're coming with us." And I was like, "Oh shit!" I just i I wasn't scared or anything. I just couldn't believe that it was uh, happening right then. You know what I mean? I just uh, next thing you know, I'm in an ambulance. They're like. Uh, giving me fentanyl and these drugs and giving me a, a iv and i'm getting wheeled into a hospital but uh as fate would have it it was uh one of the best hospitals in the country for heart stuff so that was a plus um, that was mount carmel east which is a hospital outside of columbus and they are fucking amazing and no shit like they after wheeling me down a hallway I had three stents in my heart in about 30 minutes or less. They closed off. They were like, uh, unfortunately, they got to go through the groin (laughs) to get (laughs) there. So uh, I'm a little beat up down below, but man, that guy was amazing that that, uh, the doctor that uh, took care of that and the nurses all weekend uh, took care of me. I was actually able to get out of there uh, by Monday. Or no, actually Sunday night, excuse me. Last Sunday night, I got out. uh, My girl got me a hotel in town, got my flight changed, um, headed back to San Diego. And we were just about to move in together right before this happened. And Neely's met Susan before. You remember Susan, right, Neely?
1: Of course. We had some very spirited discussions.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, we're we're doing great, and we were just, you know, this week, right after the show, I was to be moving in, like, on the 16th, so that, you know, threw a wrench, and I was, like, just about to go on a whole health kick anyway, um, but I, I guess it was a good thing that this happened where it did, because they took really great care of me, I got my medications, I'm, ta- I'm d- going to be diligent, I apologize to everybody about me, I'm very sorry that I don't you know, take better care of myself or haven't in the past. Uh, but you know, I'm trying, I I quit smoking a a few years ago and I've definitely taken on a healthier diet. My family has a history of, uh, heart disease and stuff. So it's not at all uncommon. I think my mom's dad was having heart attacks when he was, you know, in his late thirties, they used to smoke like five packs a day, you know, back then. Uh, And, of course, my mom has all the stents and all that shit. My dad's had heart attacks. Uh, So it kind of runs in the family. It doesn't help when you have a poor diet, you know. And a lot of, like, uh, starving musicians probably in their 20s or 30s are eating a lot of bullshit, you know, top ramen and hot dogs and shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it catches up with you at some point. But, yeah, it was scary shit. I was, like, probably 99% blocked in one of those. Uh, so I was a ticking time bomb, man. Um, but as far as like, I've had people asking me, uh, hey, do you think I should get checked out? I've been having these symptoms. And, you know, if you're at all in doubt, go get checked out for sure. Um, me, I lagged on it because I don't I really have a, a personal doctor or anything. And after every all the bullshit that's happened with the hospitals in the last few years, I'm not vaccinated, as you guys know. And they don't even want it in california they don't even want you in that hospital if you're not you know they're they're total nazis here like my mother dad, <laughs> i couldn't even fucking visit her uh when she was in there which is bullshit so you can understand you know why i was hesitant to even go you know seek out any medical attention or anything before luckily they didn't treat me like that at this hospital they just took care of it you know what i mean they, they asked me if i was vaccinated they did do a Stupid uh COVID test. The guy tried to ram that thing up my nose. Well, that's it, buddy. That's good. You got it. You got it. You're good. You're good. Uh obviously I wasn't I didn't have COVID. Um, but yeah, man, I'm I'm so happy that it somehow worked out and I'm alive today. And now I'm at Susan's. I'm in a spectacular uh condo here looking at the beach and oceanside. It's fucking amazing. Happy to be alive. Got a festival uh, in Kentucky next Friday that I got to fly out to, or it's Saturday. But I think I'm going to be ready. I've, I've actually been uh, moving like the last four days since I got back. You know, it's shitty that I had to move this week, but I got to get out of my old place that I was in and I had to get the ball rolling and start getting my clothes and shit over here. So I've been active and I feel pretty good. So, so, cool.
1: do, you, so do you live down the street from Craig Cody?
2: I, you know what? I apologize. I'm not sure who that is.
1: <laughs> is. That an athlete? No, they they run Oceanside. The Cody's. Oh, they do. I wasn't even aware.
0: <laughs> he's he's don't listen to him, Eric. He, he's talking TV guys for God's sakes. Oh,
2: okay. Is that like Animal Kingdom or something? Yeah.
0: Animal Kingdom. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, okay, the Cody's got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. That show is fucking good.
0: <laughs> nice.
2: Well, Watch him filming it all the time over. Oh really? Yeah, totally. That's cool. It is pretty awesome.
0: Nice. Well, dude, I, I mean, out you outside of the actual scare. Now, how do you feel? You know, going forward, especially moving. Talk about talk about going right from. Um, Right from heart attack to the most stressful shit in the world. There's nothing yeah. more stressful than moving. So that's probably a great test on your heart if, if you can handle that, no? <laughs> that's what I figured.
2: And I was uh, telling Susan earlier, it's like, man, I didn't want to just lay in bed and then have this gig and just jump up and hope it works out up there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. got to take the ticker for a test drive. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I've been, you know, pretty, it's it's funny, I, I have my skateboard, I had actually taken up skateboarding again uh, in the last uh, two years during the pandemic or whatever, and so I've been moving stuff on my skateboard, like dragging, not trying to carry the boxes, but more dragging them down and throwing them on my skateboard, people are laughing at me or whatever, but I got I got most of my shit in here, and all that, and uh, tomorrow we're meeting the movers in the morning, and they're going to take all the heavy shit, all of my uh spawn amplifiers and uh big ass mirror uh luckily there was a bed here but actually half the shit they're doing is just getting rid of shit right because right? we paid trash there so we we're allowed to dump shit there we don't even have to do it on the down low or anything <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh yeah so we're gonna have these um, these guys are gonna get rid of my busted refrigerator Susan has a dope ass refrigerator here, so I'm like upgrading in every every possible way uh, so,
1: but, so, so you're so you're uh marrying up without the contract that's right <laughs>
2: <laughs> no we have a own uh contract of the soul
1: yeah so so this <laughs> is so you're going month to month then I take it
2: <laughs> this place is is month to month but uh <laughs> but uh, we, we we're we're in it for the long haul together. So
0: we yeah, got hence it. the heart attack. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like the black widow, man. She's like, uh, no, she's, she's, she's been extremely, uh, helpful. And, you know, she knows I got to keep my blood pressure down. I, you know, I told her not to bust my balls and, uh, she's been doing pretty good with it.
0: <laughs> nice. Well, dude, I uh, you know, out, outside of near death experience, um, Steven has been super active promoting everything right now. You know, you, I, I don't know if it's just been to kind of take the light off of the fact that you have the health scare, if it's just Steven, <laughs> Steven, oh, but he
2: you no, know, he's always uh, promoted something, but you know, Stephen's somebody who needs to be out there playing all right. the time and you know, shit was slowed down for everybody, obviously. And We've had some changes with agents and so forth. And every time that happens, it pushes back uh any continuity as far as shows go getting booked. You know, it's almost like you change an agent, it's just gonna be six months before they get any cohesive dates. Otherwise, you're just gonna be doing a couple flyouts. So I mean, we got bills and stuff, so he's yeah, always you know, selling something or promoting something. He has his cameo. I All mean, right. you see wish your husband or wife a happy birthday or whatever, you know, he does that stuff all day long. He actually is pretty into it. which is funny. Cause I, I mean, I guess once you get the ball rolling with it, do you, are you guys on there? Do you guys do it?
0: I'm on there. Yeah. yeah. I, I do some, but mine are always long. That's the thing is I know a lot of people do like 30 seconds or whatever. Mine are always like five to 10 minutes. It's always like this long drawn out. Of course our fans ask me to do stupid shit. They're like, uh, come on and sell why flock of seagulls was the greatest band ever go. I'm like, okay, you know, I, whatever, if you're paying me, I'll do it. I don't give a shit, but, but yeah, it, it cameo. It, it can be fun. He tells
2: me to do it. He's like, you got to get on there. I'm like, nobody knows who I am.
1: <laughs> it's it's a little bit different when you when you got a forty year legacy and you know you're 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 the front man of a very popular band that ruled the eighties. I mean, you know, it, it's we talk about this all the time. You know, like uh, guys who are doing podcasts and making a shit ton of money, like a like an Adam Carolla and whatever. And you know, he had the greatest answer when uh, when asked well, what does it take to have a successful podcast? He goes, well, you got to be famous.
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: So, so for, for guys like myself or Chris or even yourself, who, are, you know, we're just small,
0: small minnows in a big, you know, a big lake,
1: nobody's going to give us a couple of bucks to go.
0: You hey, would be, You would be surprised, man. I, I mean, I, I'm, I expected like two cameos, like total. You expected your mom to go, Chris, call me. (laughs) Exactly. That's about what I expected. I expected one or two of the uber, uber, uber fans to want me to do a cameo. And because I've said on, even on my cameo, Hey, I'm willing to say whatever, you know, I've had, you know, I've had a couple dozen cameos and, you know, not that that's a big deal, but you know, I think I'm charging like 10 or $12 a cameo or something and, (laughs) You know, it pays a it pays a bill. You know, it's like fuck. Why not to just do what I do anyway? Just for five extra minutes. Okay, sure.
2: No, no, Piercy. I can attest that he was making you know tens of thousands of dollars on those things.
0: I bet he was. Yeah.
2: There's no. I'm not quite at that point. I mean, I I know I'm probably gonna get crushed by these medical bills. I'm trying to work out uh, something with uh, the state to help subsidize that uh but if something goes down i might have to start a youtube channel you know what i mean (laughs) Because i can't ask for money i'd have to give something in return you know what i mean i'd have to i'd have to figure out a a way to handle that
0: dude cameo you you would be good on cameo man just get on the cameo and somebody says hey i want you to tell my girlfriend that i'm that she's got to leave or whatever you just pick up the guitar and play you know
2: ten feet away from me right now chris by the way (laughs) what my girlfriend's ten feet away from me right now.
0: Well, I'm not saying play this for her. I'm saying for the cameo people.
2: Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it.
0: For the cameo people, you right. just tell them, you know, if if they want you to tell their girlfriend to beat it, you just pick up a guitar and you strum alone again or something, and you know, kind of kind of do that for them. They'll love it. Got it. <laughs> and you'll be and you'll have twenty five extra bucks to pay a bit of the rent or whatever.
2: That's right. That's how much a gallon of gas is here.
0: Well, there you go. So that that would be that'd take you to the to the store and back once.
2: <laughs> it's all ethanol too. They cut it with uh, higher amounts of ethanol, so you're not even getting the, the mileage you should. But yeah, sure. might be on. The, you might find me on there, dude. <laughs> Next time you're scanning through, we'll see.
1: <laughs> Are you getting ready to light up one there, Eric? Uh oh, did you see my lighter? <laughs> I thought you were ready to In fire case one you up. Played, played your ballad or whatever. <laughs> 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 no.
2: Just having some coffee. <laughs> my well, heavy milk
1: Well, well, since we are talking about Stephen, uh, Eric, uh Stephen, you know, lifelong resident of California, he up and picked up and moved to Las Vegas. Was that a surprise to you or anybody in the band? Or because when I, you know, saw his new, uh, you know, layout in Vegas, here's a guy who lived and breathed uh, Southern California his entire life, and then he's like, "Yeah, fuck it, I'm out of here."
2: Yeah, it was uh, a little surprising, but not at the same time because it's just getting ridiculous out here, just supply and demand with homes and. He just got way more, I think, bang for the buck out there. Uh, of course. Yeah. He is, he, I mean, they look pretty happy there. I've seen footage of them out at the pool. And, you know, I think they have a pretty dope place. Uh, Susan used to live out in that neighborhood in Vegas for like 20 years. It's supposed to be uh, really nice. But as we know, you know, most of the 80s Hollywood moved out there. Mm-hmm. You know, Hollywood is not even close to what it used to be. And most of those people are out there. So he knows tons of people out there. All his uh, you know, comrades from the eighties live there. Um, right now he's uh getting to be good friends with Chris Angel and people like that. So he's having a blast. His dog loves it. <laughs>
1: Well, how, well, how, how is Steven doing, you know, as far as, you know, cause he had some health issues, some health scares and, you know, obviously I hung out with you over a year, year ago, a year and a half ago already, uh, you know, out in Hollywood when Steven was filming his documentary and, uh, you know, Steven's always a blast to hang out with, you know, whenever I have a chance and he's always very, uh, accommodating and genuinely friendly and, you know, just a, just a interesting character. Steven used to have a relationship with us where he, he literally come on the show like once every other month or so, just because he wanted to come on and shoot the shit with us, you know? So, so how is, how is he doing, you know, overall?
2: Yeah. uh, Well, we've certainly had some segments where we had to discuss bad things in the past with his help uh and as i foretold years back that he would absolutely bounce back because he's you know one of the toughest men i've ever known you know and uh he's like a piece of leather <laughs> basically that won't, won't break you know and he's he's doing very well uh and you know his spouse i you know helps keep him i think in a good place and you know she christy she's out with us a lot they just happy and i mean i always wanted that for him you know what i mean i've known him most of my life and that can make such a difference if uh you're in a good relationship a positive one uh and it it reflects in his his health the last couple years it just really made a big comeback and of course you know the drinking he had finally stopped drinking uh, a few years back and that's uh, helped him i think to get to this point that he's at where people are saying that he's singing better than he has in like you know 20 years or something like that so for 66 he's, he's definitely kicking ass uh at these recent shows that we're doing I can promise you that
0: are you really trying to convince me and Neely that relationships are good what is wrong with you <laughs>
2: <laughs> not everybody's I mean you have the wrong one it could cause you to have horrible performances you know if you're all frazzled before the show or something. Uh, or your head's not in the gig, but uh, you know they're just—they. I never hear them argue. Um, They—they're just like young college buddies or high school buddies or something. It's trippy, but it seems like a one in a million thing. But they—they they have that, and it's—and uh, I'm happy because it, it keeps him happy, and if he's happy, he'll stay out playing, and I'll—I'll ha- I'll still have a job. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, well, Eric, speaking of your job, I just saw, I don't know where I saw it. I saw it somewhere. It might've been, I, I think it was actually in your, in your Eric's going to die blabbermouth post um, that, that Stephen is now actually talking seriously about both a, a solo record of like his history, something called legacy, as right. well as, as an actual, finally a new record from you guys that you guys kind of wrote and have had done for a while or at least have had the songs written for a while so what's going on there
2: well i think he was always negotiating uh, at least a two album deal and the first one being that he wanted to put out uh, another compilation of of uh, unreleased uh, demos and different versions of songs and so forth from, from his history and uh, some uh, also not widely released tracks. Cause those are kind of easier to do and deliver, you know, for one. And then to work in the solo record with it, cause you have to, you know, sweeten the pot for them. <laughs> they want it. They, they prefer to have, you know, at least some, some when they do these compilations like that, they know people are going to get it because they're their versions of other hit songs right things like that so it, it's guaranteed that'll sell a certain amount uh i think there's plenty of people that would buy the next solo record that bought smash and view to a thrill i think they'd be right there uh to get it and they will get it um we started working on that three years ago before but then everything went to shit. and now everything's kind of delayed getting back. Nobody knows what's going on. You want to be able to typically tour to, to promote a record, right? I mean, and it's just been recently that that's even been on the table.
0: Right. And, and it, the weird thing is, how on the table is it? And, and, I mean, you know this better than anybody. Is it fully on the table yet, or is its it, is it sort of on the table?
2: It's on the table right now. But, I, I mean, I wouldn't put anything past, you know, the powers that should not be. I mean, you right. would always see some other kind of weird lockdown. But, you know, I actually had to pull out of the whole rabbit hole <laughs> with all this. I think the, the last two years, me trying to solve the the crimes of the pandemic. And it just began to be too much for me, man. It just was put me in a bad place and i think it it contributes there is so much all cause death all over the place you know even people that didn't take the shot that just this it just broke their hearts anyway you know and uh left or drugs or whatever uh i don't know anything can happen i'm gonna try to be positive though because i can't live in a negative world anymore i have to keep my blood pressure low and (laughs) uh, we got shows on the books i got my plane ticket um this next thing uh we're doing is pretty cool uh in beaver dam it's like 80s rock the dam uh it's it's happening on uh saturday 30th uh it's gonna be with uh quiet riot and kicks uh, yeah. boys and uh we got other stuff on the books uh i'm hearing uh possibly i don't want to you know spoiler alert anything but possibly something after the crew's done uh motley's done might do something with Vince. I'm hearing, uh, mm-hmm. ball. So I hope that goes down. Nobody quote me on that. I'll get in trouble. But <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know we have things to look forward to. Um, you know, right now obviously I had to get my uh health in check. But I mean these things are firing up good inside me. I can tell you that. Uh, I'm I'm a little sore in there. You know, it's like the drugs were off over the over the couple of days. But, you know, I'm prepared to play this show. And I think by uh, the time I I fly out Friday, uh, I'll be real. I mean, I've been, you know, at least going three miles a day, just going back and forth between (laughs) my place uh, and taking stuff over here. So it's 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 been tested out. I could certainly play an hour and a half uh, gig and, you know, everything's working better now. So, I mean, I'm not like a ticking time bomb anymore.
0: Well, yeah, you started out. You're starting over. You can start eating a bunch of shit again. New <laughs> <laughs> yeah. liver and going. Come on, boys, drink some, meat.
2: <laughs> right. So,
1: so, so, how many more years do you think it'll take to to clog up these stents? Where you could kind of live <laughs> like a wild man.
2: Well, if I was optimistic, I would say twenty years. But <laughs> you know, looking at my mother, uh, she her most of, she had just had her stents checked out like two or three years ago. And just in that time, they got totally clogged again in this last, you know, two, three years. That's why I think it's, you know, a little hereditary, uh, any stress going on. I think I was trying to, I, I got off track earlier, but I had thought that I had uh long COVID.
0: Okay. For the last,
2: like I got COVID the Delta or whatever, back August of last year, lost the smell, uh and taste and all that took a long time to get back breathing was having issues but that could have been you know simultaneous with other health issues i was having but i summed it up to i was hearing other people talking about long COVID, and their symptoms sounded like mine uh, and again, I have not been vaccinated or anything like that. So it's not nothing from Pfizer or Moderna are causing this, but, um, I think it was just something in conjunction that was going on. I had bad health and got fucking COVID just like Chris, <laughs> you know? uh, and it got me, man, you know, and, and I'm, I'm so happy that Chris didn't suffer what I did. I mean, cause I don't know what it fucking means. You know, I can tell you, you know, we know how my movie's going to end, <laughs> so- <laughs> <laughs> not that i fucking care but uh you know hopefully it's it's down the road i'd like to you know make it to my 70s you know i'm gonna i promise i'll take better care of myself and i'm not going uh back to eating hot dogs and or whatever like <laughs> uh we're we eat good here we're having we're eating healthy and I'm going to be getting a lot of exercise. I'm at the fucking beach here. This is this is a place that you would want to go jogging or skateboarding. at the, the and where we live is like a full-blown, Neely was talking about resorts earlier, but this place is a resort. Like it's the energy is is crazy. You just hear people screaming all day cuz they're on the beach, you know, kids and stuff, boogie boarding and, you know, people surfing. Uh there's just a, an energy you can feel around here in the summertime. Well, feels- yeah,
1: I feel it right now. I'm at the beach. Yeah. Look at, look the- at Chris. He, he's at his beach home.
2: Yeah. That's that's <laughs> what you see like right there. That's what I'm what I'm looking at. <laughs> 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 right. I mean, I, I can't I don't deserve this. I can tell you that I do not fucking deserve to be where I am right now. Uh, but I'll take it.
1: <laughs> hey, every 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 day's a gift, man.
2: I feel that way. It's like you know, because it's just so weird. Because I was about to move in, and it was just like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna give you a, a God's like we're gonna give you a great gift right now, you know, house on the beach. But first, we gotta kick you in the balls. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> but uh, no, I think this is like a, the ultimate club med. I gotta get my blood pressure down. I was having other stuff too. Uh, my tinnitus, like the last two years, was just crazy. You know, it was like a like just a a, a screaming pain in my uh, left ear. And that was probably a sign that something wasn't right, you know, uh, that I was ignoring, of course. (laughs) I just, uh, you know, shrugged it off as, uh, you know, music damage or whatever. And and all of us, of course, have some degree from going to concerts of a little ringing. But mine in my one ear has just been torture uh, the last year. But already I feel like it's subsiding a little bit. I think it did have something to do uh with my blood pressure being a mess.
0: Dude, do you do you, I'm just curious. Do you wear air um ear what are they called? AirPods or or right. the in your not not necessarily on stage but like just around Rehe- town and whatever? Rehearsals, they're on my keychain.
2: I think it's like uh I, I forgot what the name uh Matt Thor uh had given me the tip off on these but they're, you know, yeah squishy things i do that at like a rehearsal room if we're up in la rehearsing or something like that because you're in a small room right. and you're just everything in there and it sucks but more are at these like bigger venues i don't um you know, most of my amps i'm just using like even though there's a wall of stacks i might just have like one bottom cab mic'd and most of the, the audience is getting most of it you know the right. PA front of me uh and the stage is big enough that i'm not like sitting right next to the drum so i'd say no i kind of like to hear it like they're hearing it i I know that's not the best uh thing but i also i also don't do the in-ears i don't know i don't trust those things either
0: right well dude i i mean i can tell you i was starting to get tinnitus in my ear and i i figured out that it was from you know during the day using using like ear pods or JBLs or Apple AirPods or whatever the fuck they're called I stopped using them and it stopped ringing. I mean just I just oh, completely stopped and it stopped ringing so
2: is that not the worst thing and there's so oh. many people suffer from it. Oh. It's you know,
0: it's it, it's the worst when you're trying to watch something on TV and it's and it's like a dialogue part and all of a sudden while they're having like some serious dialogue and they're talking low and all of a sudden you get be in your fucking ear
2: Well, we've all seen like you know the war movies and stuff where like all of a sudden some big explosion hits and then they hit that one frequency, like that fucking happened. I I don't know what we were watching the other night, but the move some movie and that bomb went off and they had that like, oh hell no! It like it was the same exact pitch that (laughs) that I (laughs) hear, and I was like, oh, I had to like turn it down for a second. It wasn't helping, but uh, I already feel better from that this week. Uh, You know, I lost uh, already lost over ten pounds. Uh, I didn't eat much the first couple days in there that the hospital food was, the hospital was amazing. The food is never amazing <laughs> <laughs> what hospital it is, but, uh, uh, already lost 10 pounds this week and, and, uh, it's just going to get better and I can feel my blood pressure going down. That ringing is like subsided to, uh, a level that I can accept. <laughs> you know? Nice. So that's all good.
1: Well, good, Eric. I'm I'm glad you're doing well. I'm glad uh, you know it wasn't uh, you know a a uh, you know the death knell for you because you know Chris and I both uh, you know consider you a good friend and nobody wants to see that happen to a friend. You know, so uh, you guys went... are oh, you guys
2: are my best friends. Are
1: <laughs> you <know? laughs> your best friends? Yeah. I thought I thought your girl ten feet away from me you was your best friend. She's my soulmate. Oh, she, oh <laughs> soulmate. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, can you imagine if I died on stage? That would have fucking sucked. I'm so glad it waited, you know.
0: Yeah, but you'd have been hella famous for it, man.
2: No, that ain't something you want to be famous. For. <laughs> you don't want to be famous? I want to go in my sleep, you know.
0: I don't know man even though you wouldn't see it they'd be having that Ferentino's tribute concert and Dave Grohl would come out and lie about how you were his best friend and everything else it'd be great
2: (laughs) there's definitely probably some morbid interest in that like watching videos of people that have like kicked it on stage because a a lot have
0: Yeah, Nick Menza Menza comes to mind he died during a show
2: yeah that's awful i I think also not in your home city you know i mean that was like all of a sudden you know the the band leaves and you're now still in that town you didn't go home and you always want to go home you know after the show it's like god damn i can't wait to get home and then you're not going home you're going down a long hallway you know into a operating room uh or whatever and then you're stuck there by yourself uh, in a room for two days, and you—they don't let you get out of bed. I, you know, if I heard I need to see your groin one more fucking time. <laughs> uh,
1: now, did you did you feel any sense of abandonment when the rest of the guys took off and left you there?
2: Absolutely not. Not no. not, not an intentional one. Like I, honestly, no. I want them to go home. I, you know, that's the last thing. Even Jerry uh, came back that night. I didn't think anybody was going to come there that night. Uh, but Jerry got the runner. Brian actually showed up at the emergency room uh, and hung out for like three hours. This was after my surgery. Uh, and, and we shot the shit. He's such a sweet dude. I mean, he's a big, scary metalocalypse looking motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah, he was down there, you know, uh, making sure everything was OK. I mean, he and I become you know better friends in the last uh, you know, year here. And uh, you know, the Brian guy from the, who was the runner uh from the festival was a super soulful dude. I mean, he he's like I asked him, hey, would there be a chance you could take me to the airport when they if they're able to change my ticket? You know, Sunday or Money's like, My job's to take care of you guys and until the last one leaves.
1: <laughs> I <laughs> I no been. man left behind. I'm paraphrasing, but
2: yeah. Something <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. No man left behind. No, it's exactly. like this is dude, This is my dude. I'm like, okay, give him my shit. Let him take it to his uh, place. And his place happened to be like uh, only a block away from the hospital I was at. And actually, everything was pretty centrally located over there. Like even the, you know, Columbus Airport or whatever was only like 10 minutes away. So there was no real, you know, big deal. I was a little scared uh not not scared but concerned if you will on the to to fly home because they like put you on these medications and they're kind of worried about yourself they're like hey make sure because i guess you have a higher chance of having a blood clot or something like that uh so i was trying to you know move or squirm around as much as you can on a a plane these days (laughs) (laughs) watched a couple move. uh, what did i watch i watched um My flight back was like exactly three hours and I watched that Batman movie, the newer Batman. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty
0: good. It was okay. It was pretty, pretty. I mean, it wasn't as good as the two previous, but it's okay.
2: It was kind of more low tech, huh? Yeah. It was like a low tech battle, but I I thought that dude did a great job that, uh, that goth kid. from
0: I would have liked it better if they didn't shoot the whole fucking thing in the dark though. Jesus Christ. Was that a dark, like filming dark movie or what?
2: Jesus. feel obligated to because like you know it's like gotham and it as it's like gothic it has to have the gothic vibe but yeah sometimes uh, you know they do go too dark and that's something hollywood's been guilty of forever when they're trying to use a lot of special effects or whatever it's easier to i think do darks darker stuff they can get right. away
0: right the- now you're right
2: i thought it was kooky uh, i mean i liked uh i know we're talking about uh superhero movies the the newer spider-man one was pretty i liked but uh this this anyway that's what i watched on the plane home was fucking batman right and next i landed and i'm I'm back home moving
0: <laughs> now nah. well you didn't seem like you were you felt like you were abandoned because i know you know i'll pull the curtain back i i hit when i hit you up on whatever day it was sunday i guess i had told you i was like well you know because i knew you were there by yourself i was like well i'll come and get you and get you where you need to get and you were like, fuck that dude, stay home you know, you were just, you You didn't want nothing well, to do Well you're like, man, I'm only three and a half hours away. I was, no, I didn't say that, oh. I was two two hours away and I would, yeah, look if, if I was abandoned in some city somewhere, I would and I had a friend there, I would hope they'd help me out. I know. would
2: drive if Chris Aiken needed me to drive two and a half hours, I would fucking do it, but I don't know if I would wait till you to ask me. <laughs>
1: No kidding <laughs> uh, well, well eric any any chance that uh Piercy uh will be playing in the Chicagoland area anytime soon or that you're aware of
2: um i I don't have his dates in front of me um he does have uh the official Stephen Piercy website uh where he has his the dates uh booked I'm trying to remember if he has one there I apologize for that I should have brought notes. <laughs> on his dates but i know we'll be back there yeah
1: all right it'll, it'll be good to good to reconnect uh after a year and a half or so since uh since i saw you in in hollywood uh but
2: you're kind of like in between like three places right you could go you could go to a couple different places right with uh state wise from where? oh you're yeah at.
1: oh yeah
0: i i'm no stranger to traveling <laughs> no we know this. Uh, <laughs> Neely, they're in they're gonna be in your neighborhood um September the 10th uh, at De Plains, Des Plains, um, whatever.
1: Des Plains Theater. Yep. Can and you unf- go? And unfortunately, I will be in Pittsburgh that weekend.
0: Oh, man. oh see, he's dodging Did you, man. Break my heart some more. Why do yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I already have plans. I had I had, now that's three things I could be doing on that same weekend. I could go to my high school 40th anniversary which which no no interest uh i could do a family thing in pittsburgh where i could hang out with eric and steven Piercy. the good
2: thing about getting kicked out of high school is you never get invited to that shit
0: and
1: I- <laughs> <laughs> so, so did you get did you get kicked out of high
0: school eric
1: oh yeah oh yeah
0: <laughs> for what
2: um, well, it wasn't anything too crazy. I, I had left home early, and they were like, hey, uh, if you're not living at home, you can't go here. You're going to have to like go on uh, some kind of outreach program and get a GED. And I'm like, oh, it's just a fucking GED. You know, so... <laughs> By 10th grade. <laughs> but, but whatever. Nice. I got out of that. I I gained wisdom over the years.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, all right, Eric, is there anything else you want to promote uh, while we have you here? Anything going on that uh, you want fans to know about? The most important, well, you know,
2: career-wise that, you know, please, yes, go to the Stephen Piercy dates because come rock out with us, man. Obviously, none of us are going to be living forever. These are we're, we're you know, some of us in our last years of going out and playing. You got to come see it now. Uh, so come out and rock with us. You never know where they're going to shut it all down. Uh, I'm excited to play for everybody, and probably more so than ever now.
1: How come? How come you don't have a personal website and and uh, offer your guitar services for like uh, studio work or session work or jingle work or anything like that?
2: You know, I just don't care. No, <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: well, no I, I would. Well, if I, would I, I think as a working musician, you would you would you know do that. I mean, I would. I feel like
2: uh, any uh, notoriety that I've achieved has, has actually just been in the last couple of years. So it's I was really under the radar for so long that it just I would have been competing with so many people, other unknowns trying to promote a channel or a website that I just didn't want to bother. I had dabbled in that with my, with a solo band I was doing in uh, 2007, where I was paying for a site. Uh, trying to push this whole uh, band and it just got to be uh, too much. It was like, you know, pissing in the wind. And then I just, you know, kind of got a little disheartened, I think, from it. And just got out of it and just focused on playing for Steven and just kind of summed it up like he's the star. I'm the the guy who just makes sure the shows happen. And, you know, that's it. They're not there to see me. Uh, And I've kind of flown that way the whole time. And then finally, we started doing records together. And I think that's when uh, people start appreciating you more. They're like, oh, well, this guy wrote the songs that we like on the Stephen piercy records and stuff like that and so they gain a little more respect for you so now i I am considering doing such things like now i could uh have a website or i I do intend to once the beat laboratory (laughs) is set up over here beat laboratory west uh i will start doing some playthroughs on the guitar uh and stuff like that and people will probably actually watch it (laughs)
1: So, so what what I mean is is there's no work for a a musician to do any kind of jingle work or do some well it, work or you know.
2: Know, my heart's not in it. I don't want to do it.
1: Like, okay, I'm
2: not somebody who who just can crap stuff out of any jingle kind or whatever. You know, I have to like put my really put my head into it to to uh, uh, come up with the stuff we do in the studio and whatever. And I don't know if I'd want to play people stuff that that I don't like you know what I mean if I don't have to I'd probably sidestep and find some other way to uh, make money um, or what have you um, hey but later I'm not discounting jingle work Susan says that all the time you should be doing jingles and maybe I could go that direction at some point but if I'm like focused on trying to write songs for Piercy I'm like in, in rat mode or Piercy mode and you know I don't want to be futzing with jingles and stuff the people that I know that do that stuff don't typically write like heavy metal albums with for people they just do more goofy music and stuff all the time <laughs>
1: but, uh, well I know that, I know that uh, you know one of your contemporaries uh, John Levin he uh you know he gets these opportunities where you know it is a competition to where right you know there's an opportunity to play the guitar for you know a commercial you know sure. and and you you know you know you play your 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 part in the commercial and submit it and if they like it then they'll have you flesh it out even more and that could pay a lot of money
2: i i again uh was about to get involved with that because there's, there's really only a handful of uh, music libraries that uh, do that sort of thing and uh, require uh, people to turn in music or, or what have you these days. And um, I had just sent the guy, actually the song you played before I came on, which isn't done very well. <laughs> we, it was just kind of a quick thing. I was surprised to even put it out, but anyway, I sent him that and he was like, ah, it's not good enough. You know, like they expected like, you're, as far as me doing studio stuff here, I don't know if John Levin actually shows up to these guys' sessions to do solos specifically because he's located near some big studios or what have you. I mean, I'm down in Oceanside, and nowadays you can uh, email tracks and stuff. You could, but whatever. I so I gave this guy uh, one of the songs, and you know, he kind of ripped it apart. That one, you know, and of course that was discouraging. Where I went, shit, I don't have my studio engineering chops up to where they should be so i have upgraded since that that six a year ago or what have you when that song came out i have upgraded and um tried to get better with that sort of thing and and there are people that occasionally ask me about that you know i do get money here and there from people that want a solo or something like that i just don't have it like hey commercials for it you know um, but I'm, I'm also busy, you know, with my life too. You know what I mean? So between playing with Steven, you know, that takes it out of me. a good about, uh, you know, my life here, my relationship, my family, uh, these things. I don't have all that much time to do that.
1: Right. Well, I just, I was just curious. You don't have to make an excuse for your lack of, uh, being motivated.
2: <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm not guilty of working too hard.
1: all right eric well uh we appreciate you coming on and you know hanging out with us for the last 45 minutes or so and bringing us up to date and i'm glad you're doing well and stay on that diet and exercise and eat right and doing all the right things because we want to see you around for a long time so uh you know and of course i know chris will concur you're you're welcome on anytime
2: yep yep appreciate it and I'm, i'm thank you for uh give me a chance to kind of do a little health PSA. Cause I know I've been, I have had a lot of people asking me about symptoms of this and that. And I'm glad like that helps them at all to like encourage them to go get checked, uh, checked out. They should. And it was always a pleasure, uh, you know, to see both of you uh, and I will be seeing you again and hopefully we get out near close by. So Neely can maybe not have anything better to do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, Eric. As as uh, you're well aware, my my favorite uh, Stephen Piercy solo release is Smash, which uh, I thought that was a fantastic uh, release. And you know, I've often played things from it. Are you still with us, Eric? Okay. I am. No, yeah. you you look you look like you're frozen there,
2: practicing being a statue. I'm yeah, <laughs> but, uh, but I'll sure.
1: let you, I'll, I'll let you pick a song from that to take us out of this interviews and uh, maybe tell us a story about it.
2: Uh hmm okay something off a smash um um well what about the opening track i know i'm crazy okay uh um, i know i'm crazy um well i don't really have too much of a story with that chris hager helped write that song
1: okay
2: to throw chris hager a little bit of props that was the only song that had no there was two songs on the album that had any other co-writers involved uh, and that was one of them. Chris had come up with the main uh, riff you hear, uh, and he's actually—you can hear his guitar on some of the verses and stuff. Uh, but if somehow the song worked out. I, I like—I thought the solo I did in it was pretty cool. I think I listened to it the other day or something. Hey, okay. nice. So All let's right.
1: do it. Perfect. All right, Eric. Good health to you, and and we'll we'll see you somewhere down the road. Jipper. All right, bros. I'll see you soon. Thank you so much. All right, Bye, brother. Well, here guess it's Stephen Piercy band from the smash release with, I know I'm crazy exclusively here. Where, Eric? On the Classic Metal Show.
0: Thanks for checking out this episode of the Classic Metal Show. Get all of our episodes uncensored at www.theclassicmetalshow.com.